This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to a Real Man Wood podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host from Rotowire, and I am joined as usual by my co-host, Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, man? How you doing this week? I'm not doing much, uh, just getting ready for football. Uh, ready to talk some over-unders with you today, do things a little different. Uh, anything new with you? Not really. There is, but I can't remember. Oh, really? Old, old, There's old so age. much stuff I can't remember. Oh, so much stuff, yeah. I, I have a busy time now, too, trying to close a new house and caught a sick one-year-old. He fell. My one-year-old fell and bumped his mouth, and I didn't think much of it because it wasn't that bad, but like a day later, it, it developed in like a canker sore or something, and he wouldn't eat. So like he's starving, he's hungry, but anything you'd give him, he'd chew and then he'd start crying and immediately spit it out. So just, then he got a fever, so he's sick and then couldn't eat. So just the horrors of, of fatherhood, you know, you know how it goes. I do know how it goes. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. You want to talk some football then or you, you don't want to get anything else? Come on. I mean, well, I, I mean, I got a lot of shit going on too. You know, I'm still waiting for this Portuguese tax regime thing to answer. I dealt with the IRS all summer, finally got my certificate, had to send a boatload of money back. A lot of crazy shit. Nobody gives a shit about this, but just, you know, a lot of uh, many other things that I can't really, I'm not at liberty to say, but there's much uh, flux and change going on. That's all. All right. Okay. So straight to football. Want to talk some over-unders? Sure. What do you got? All right. We don't have to do a lot or whatever, but I'll just go alphabetical order and see if you have any strong leans or something. I actually just did a draft uh, with a couple of buddies of mine with the over-under uh, uh, drafting team. So, okay, Arizona is uh, five and a half. I'm using sportsbook.ag. Do you have a lean there with the Cardinals? I don't have a strong one. I would probably go over. Um, it's a low number, and I'm not sure they're going to be terrible. So I think I would take the over. Yeah, I think I have them for six wins, and the over here, the juice is minus 185. So people are hammering it. Makes sense. But I, I wouldn't bet on it even if it was even. These so fucking well, books, though. I mean, you know, you know, it's like fucking minus 185. What the fuck is that? That's absurd for the I mean, yeah, it's just like just uh, that's just a no bet, obviously. I mean, that's yeah. just stupid. You know, they're just basically saying we're too cowardly to stand by the original number. Too much money came in on the over, so now we're gonna make the over unbettable. It's unbettable. You know what? I will say you brought up a really good point I caught on the radio show, I think it was today, about the VIG. I thought it was really, really smart point. You said that there's a, a, a reason that their VIG exists. Go you, you say it. I mean the, the reason bookies have it and the reason that the Vegas casinos have it. Right. I mean, it's not the only reason. I mean, the reason is to make money, but the thing is, like, but bookies have, they're, both of them have overhead. Like, so the casinos obviously are paying employees. They're keeping the lights on. They're cleaning the place every day. They're vacuuming. They're paying janitors, housekeeping, whatever. It's, you know, it's a big, it's a big operation. And, uh, you know, they used to serve drinks for free. Now they don't do that anymore. But, you know, so there's a minus 110 to, to win 100. That pays, you know, a lot of that pays for that. For the bookie, like the local dude, he didn't get paid a lot. He would get stiffed and you'd have to go get physical with people. You know, that, you know, you got to get your henchman out. Real man does it himself, obviously. Apparently this dude, I'm not going to say who knows him, but someone I know knows this bookie and he was doing it the nice way. He'd, he'd, he'd let someone bet up to a hundred bucks 
If he didn't pay, then he would cut him off and not let him bet. But his, he said his boss, who showed him the way, a guy named Ernie, lifted some dude up by his tongue, apparently, when he didn't pay. So That sounds like a movie. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Exactly. Great, you know, he said that's old school. That but old the school. new school guys, it's – it just doesn't pay to get into well, not, legal yeah, problems. They're taking money. You know, they're not taking the money up front, too. I mean, they're taking on a lot of risk. Right. They're taking yeah. on risk, and a lot of them don't pay, or you know, they got to chase it down, or it's, you know, they got to keep a safe full of money. This guy, friend of a friend, I'm not going to get into it, but said he kept 25k in a safe. So just in case, if the cops busted him, he'd have something to like, you know, make him feel like they got a good bust, and you know, just stuff like that. I mean, there's costs of doing business illegally. He had no recourse if somebody didn't pay. There's there's all these costs. So the minus 110. Part of that right. was to run the operation. And for a casino, part of that is to run the overhead. But if you're an online sports book at scale, you know, if you're DraftKings or FanDuel or Patty Power, oh. one of those things, and you've got millions of customers online, I mean, you should be doing minus 105. I mean, you don't need minus 110. The overhead is so joke. much lower. It's a joke that they're going minus 120. I think the problem is, A, all the regulators want their piece. The Indian casinos, whoever it is that's connected in each state is going to want a piece. The sports leagues want a piece. And then finally, like, I don't think these guys are competent anymore. Like, I, I think the problem is that like, the Rufus Peabody's, the Sharps, are going to go and eat their lunch. And I don't think the casinos or the online sports books, they, it's hard to police who's betting there, especially online. And so you know, I think they want extra rake just to sort of keep the sharps out and just cater to dumb people are going to pay minus 120 and you're only going to get dumb people. But unfortunately, you're going to get addicted degenerates because no rational person bets against the spread at minus 120. Nobody does. You can't win. It's impossible. So I don't really know what they're doing. It doesn't just, it just doesn't seem like a serious business, what, the, what they're really running. And, and I think they're going to have real problems because the sharps are going to be able to go big and they're not going to know who, who the Sharps are online necessarily. Right. No, that is a problem. And what are your thoughts? Why do – it's not just this only site I'm using here that does this. The reluctance to move a half a win on these over-unders, they prefer the minus 185 crazy VIG. That seems kind of weird. Why wouldn't they just move it to six? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe it's because they don't want to get middled or like lose both sides. So like you just move the odds. Sure. I mean, clearly that's why, but that's, yeah, they've done the math, obviously, and that makes more sense to them. They just don't want, like, someone to bet, you know, the under at this and the over at this, and so. Over, under, Josh Rosen starts. Yep, yeah, sorry, let me go one step further. So if you move it from five and a half to six, say, that if the total's at six, but all these guys bet over five and a half, and then a bunch of guys bet under at six, you're going to push on all the under betters, you're going to lose to all the over betters. So they don't want to do that. They just want to move more people to the other side at the, at the five and a half. Right. All right. Over under a Rosen starts. I, I didn't hear your number. I would say probably like. No, I want your number. No, you say what's oh, the over under. I'm asking you. Over under Rosen starts, I would say like nine. Okay. Because of injury? Injury and incompetence. And just okay. even if Bradford's okay and they're three and three, I mean, why wouldn't you move on? Or three, you know, two and four, why wouldn't you make a switch? Okay. So what we're is similar there. Yeah, no, I don't know that. Oh, I was okay. guessing. I wanted your opinion. I don't know that. Okay. Um, yeah. okay, so we're whatever. Uh, let's move on. Falcons nine and a half. Um, uh, similar to the last one, I have them winning ten games, so I have a slight lean over. I think they're a good team. Uh, man, they were really good last year. They were whatever. They could have won the Super Bowl last year. And I feel like year two in that offense, maybe they'll get a little better. Obviously, the loss of Shannon Hurt, but I have them pegged for about ten wins. What about you? I think nine and a half is the right number. Uh, they have a tough division: two against the Saints, two against the Panthers. Bucks are soft, I guess, but. I think that's right, right on the money. Yeah. Okay. 
next. I wouldn't the, uh, give them ten, and I wouldn't give them nine. That's what basically yeah. how I feel. No, that's that's fair. Stay with, stay with me too. All right, Ravens uh, eight and a half. Uh, your thoughts on on Baltimore? Um, I'd have to look at their schedule more closely. I mean, I know in their division, the Browns and Bengals will probably be better. The Steelers are usually good. I'd probably go eight for them. So if I had to bet it at minus one ten or even money, I'd go under. Yeah, this is one of my favorite ones. I, I might be wrong, but I just get a feeling they're going to move to Lamar Jackson. I think Flacco's done. I know there's all these great puff pieces this this summer that he's maybe it's motivated him, the drafting of Jackson, and he is healthier, the back issues behind him, whatever. I see a guy who might be done with the YPA. So <laughs> maybe their defense remains elite, but I haven't paid for like six wins. So this is one of my favorites, uh, especially eight and a half. A lot of areas will have it at eight, but I like Jimmy Smith is out four games. That's their best yeah, corner. So games. that's another big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like Crabtree as a number one receiver. I mean, great. I hope John Brown does stay healthy. I'd be happy for him, but I'll believe it when I see it. So Bill's at, uh, at six. Crazy big on this. Six, though. I think six is about right. I mean, I, I don't I don't have a struggling. I know everyone thinks they're going to be absolutely horrible, but you know, they won, what, nine last year? And you know, the defense might be okay. The Dolphins and Jets are not superstar teams. They could certainly win two games against those teams. I'm going to say probably – I'd probably go five and a half if for the Bills maybe if I were doing an over-under, but not much lower than six. Yeah, I'm with you. I've been winning five games, and the big's crazy. It's minus 205 to go under, so that's silly. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like what is it to go over? Uh, over uh, plus 170. Yeah, I would go over six for plus 170 way before I'd go under five for under six for minus two, 205. Yeah, so what's going to happen week one is like – they're going to throw out Peterman out there. They throw out Jay Peterman at quarterback, and I'm going to be very tempted to use this Ravens team in Survivor, even though I just trashed them. I'm going to be very tempted to use them in Survivor, and if that spread stays around 6 or 7, I'm going to lay the wood. Remember, Staying I thought it was going to be 13, that spread? Right, yeah, I do remember and, that. And I just, I just did it again. I Actually, I can show you. I, I did my week one preliminary spreads on the blog. Right, right. Yeah, it's just funny. We just talked about these two teams. They play each other, so I could see – uh, Peter, the quarterback situation is, is a problem at the Bills. But I'm with you. I don't think they're just a total doormat. They have a good secondary. So um, I don't love that either either way on that, especially with the big. So Panthers, eight and a half. Um, I think that's just right. I mean, they should be over, but they lost offensive linemen. They're in a pretty tough division. Um, it's tight. I gotta, I'd have to think about the rest of their schedule. I guess, I mean, I would give eight and a half. I mean, that's the line I would set for them. I mean, you should ask me what the line is before you, you tell me because – that's what you think the line should be? I think it should be eight and a half, yeah. I, I think okay. if I had to bet, I'd go over. But, I, I mean, eight and a half is where I'd put it. Yeah, fair enough. They're just a team, uh, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. They're a team that, what, they're 11 and 5 last year, and their net differential was 36 points. So that just means their schedule is going to be tougher. Um, I know they didn't win the division, though. Remember, your schedule is based on your, I know. where you finish in your division. So did, were they ahead of the Falcons or behind them? Ahead of them, right? They were, um, yeah, because the Falcons played Philly with a one seed. So they were ahead. Of, they were ahead. Yeah, so yeah. they were the uh, they were the five seed. Right. So I mean, right. they're going to play the second place schedule. So that's going to be like what Dallas was in second last year. I can't remember in the East. Yeah. Well, they do play. Yeah, that's that's week one, I believe. Okay, so yeah, right. and Dallas is like actually considered better than them. That's a crazy line um, based is. on the line. They're yeah. going to play. Is it the Niners? They're going to play. Is that the second place team in the? Uh, or was it Seattle last year? No, not Niners. No, um, I don't. I forget their exact schedule, the, the Panthers. But they, anyway, they, it, only, it only affects three games. Your schedule, you know that, right? Yeah, but those could be very different because it affects three the other way too. Think of it that way, you know. If, I mean, so so right. they do not. Uh, like they, it, it affects three, but like if you think Dallas is shit, that's one of them. Right. And I think Dallas is shit, and then if you think 
Who was second place last year? Detroit. They're all right, but I mean, it's not yeah. like you, you don't That's get Green fair. Bay, right? I mean, the third place team faces Green Bay, and then the and then in the West, like okay, okay, but how about their division though? I mean, four games against the Saints and Falcons is tough, and Tampa Bay could be is not an easy out either. So I, mean, I think that Tampa division is an easy out. So you do? Yeah. Oh, now you don't like Tampa? Okay, I thought I like, you're, the, you're, I like their uh, fantasy passing game. I don't think they're going to be a good team. I don't, I don't love me. Okay, so I have them as eight wins. So I'm not like arguing that I love their under right. or something. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, Bears. Uh, what do you think the Bears should be? I think the Bears are pretty good, but they've got the toughest division in football. I mean, just what a nightmare division. I'm going to say about six and a half, seven. I'm going to say six and a half. Okay, so you're right on, and the VIG is minus one fifty five over, so closer to seven. So. Right. Well done, and I have them at uh, six wins. So um, I guess I lean a little bit more more under than you guys, but I can see it. Whatever. So the the confidence and the new coaching staff and the you know the breakout with Trubisky, I can see it. Of course, it's just no, tough. They, got, you know, they got two games against the Lions who are decent. They got two games against the Elite Vikings. They got two games against the Rodgers Packers. I mean, that's just tough. Right. So I'm guessing. I think I heard a little bit of you. I, I put them on my preseason uh, ADP risers and fallers, and I put Cohen down just because if you're going to play Howard on third downs, you know, I feel like I you're believe talking that about bullshit. five nine guy. And I know that you kind of uh, you disagreed, right? You said no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You have not had your opinion change on Cohen. You think the five nine guy who's going to be a backup running back on the Bears is an interesting fantasy player? Yeah, I, I mean he's a dynamic, explosive player who was excellent even in a shitty system last year. And the idea that oh, Jordan Howard's a three down back. Yeah, he's saying Jordan Howard's a three down back. We can play him in any down we want. He's a competent guy. We're standing by our player. We're encouraging our player. It's training camp. Does that mean they're going to play him on third down? Yeah, probably once in a while. But who do you think is really going to come in on third down in a competitive game? The guy who has kind of shitty hands and who doesn't run routes very well, who's not especially fast? Or the guy who has like the 4-4 speed with amazing hands and runs great routes? Who do you think is going to be in there on third down? This is a greater um, – yeah, I would think it should be Cohen. It should be Cohen. But a greater conversation of it seems to me like you are – Thinking that preseason snaps are being overrated in general in our fantasy community right now is that is that true? I mean, it's not my community. It's a bunch of dudes on Twitter, some of whom I follow, some of whom I don't. But okay. I hear a lot of people yakking away about it. They want to seem like you know. I mean, these guys are doing preseason DFS, some of them. So like, they're getting a little confused here. They're like, oh, this is really important. Yeah, it's important if you want to make money in preseason DFS. But why do you think well, it's important for the regular studies. season? There have been studies done that like correlate, you know, who's getting snaps with the ones, you know, start out that way in seasons. It's not just totally guessing. Oh, really? I mean, there, there have been studies. There's been that correlation that guys who already have established roles, whose roles we already know, correlates with their preseason snaps. How, so Zeke Elliott and Todd Gurley are going to get zero snaps this year because they got I zero snaps with the, the ones this preseason. Works. I don't think that's the way the study works, but uh, I appreciate your counter. So you just completely ignore it. Just well, completely. I, I, think, I don't ignore it if it's Royce Freeman versus Devontae Booker. Yeah. Right. I don't ignore okay. it if it's guys actually. Okay, so what do you make of that situation then when Freeman clearly looks better? Yeah, it's, it's no question, but they're getting equal snaps. So what do you, I, what do you make I of that? I think the better guy is the most likely, but rookies get dicked around sometimes for weird, for bullshit rookie hazing reasons, for locker room reasons, and also sometimes for like pass pro stuff that we don't really fully always appreciate um, because obviously the quarterback's still the most important player. If the guy can't protect him, sometimes the shittier player gets the job. But Royce Freeman looked better. He seems better. They drafted him to be the starter. Devontae Booker showed nothing for a couple of years. And Royce Freeman got plenty of run with the ones. So, I mean, they both did. But I would take Freeman substantially ahead of Devontae Booker. That, in, that, in that sense, preseason matters. But if you're going to tell me that it matters for guys who 100% have a role, 
have obviously made the team, are obviously prominent parts of the offense. I, I just don't think that that's – I'd like to see the study that shows that. Show me well, the study. Sure. Fournette got a lot of carries. He had 21 carries this preseason. Uh-huh. Show me – explain to me why that matters. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm just more excited to him. You, I thought you were a Fournette guy. You don't think he's going to be used I am more a Fournette as a pass guy. I just based on his usage as a pass catcher? I don't – I think that Fournette is going to be a great fantasy player, but – whether he got zero or 21 snaps, 21 carries in the preseason. No, yeah, your picking situations don't mind. matter. I got you. I'm not telling you to lower Todd Gurley on your fantasy rankings because he didn't play much in the preseason. I'm just saying these guys, these fringe guys, uh, guys like the Howard Cohen or a McCaffrey. Well, so it's McCaffrey. Howard Cohen's not fringe, though. Fringe guys are – there's fringe guys who barely make the team. And then there's I mean, non-fringe roles, guys. Roles. I mean roles, carving out specific roles, I okay. should have said. Sorry. Okay, so think of it this way. There's fringe guys, okay, who obviously have to make the team. They matter. There's injured guys who show that they're healthy. That matters. And then there's guys like Booker Freeman who they're both going to make the team and they're both going to have some kind of role, but they're not really sure what they have because Freeman's a rookie and Booker has been kind of just a bust and not really, you know, played that prominent of a role so far in his career. But when you got Howard Cohen, both those guys have substantial roles. Those guys are like they have clear-cut roles. They are both proven, successful NFL players. And Cohen is a proven, successful pass catcher out of the backfield. And Howard's a proven, successful early down back. I mean, what else? I mean, why would you change? A lot of drops. A lot of drops. A lot of drops. Right, with a lot of drops, right? And bad third down. So, you know, if they, if they use him in a certain way, to me, it's like saying, well, let's experiment. Like, put it this way. Gurley and Zeke Elliott got no carries in the preseason. Why? Because there's nothing that those teams need to find out about Gurley and Zeke Elliott in the preseason. There's nothing the Rams or Cowboys could possibly find out. There's nothing to find out. The only thing they could do is get hurt. So why would you play them? You wouldn't, and they didn't. If you're using Christian McCaffrey with the ones on early downs and playing them all the time and giving them 21 carries, okay, and and people are like, oh, look at that. C.J. Anderson didn't even come in on any of those series with the ones. Wow, they're going to use Christian McCaffrey, like they said, all year as an early down back. And I'm thinking, oh, Really? If they had already decided that, then why are they doing that? Why would they bother? Why wouldn't they just maybe give him because, the Elliott treatment? Maybe because Rivera doesn't believe in that way. I don't know. But doesn't believe in that way, but then what does he believe in? Just playing whoever you want to play as much as you want to play him? Showing his cards that that's going to be his style when the season starts. I guess that's what Why, why would you believe in showing your cards? How is that a how is that a a re- it's not a reason yeah. to do something. No, I, I hear you. I bring this up because I, I, it's not like I'm totally on the other side. And that column I wrote, by the way, is just it's ADP risers and fallers. It's happening. I'm saying they should be raising, rising and falling. But so to you, looking at McCaffrey's workload, you did not raise him one spot on your not ADP. Not a single basis. spot. Not a single, single spot. spot. I still have him high because in full PPR, I'm low. In, I mean, not low, but a lot lower than most in non PPR. But in full PPR, I have him for like 77 catches. I mean, that's going to pay the bills. And I still gave him 150 carries. So, I mean, he's going to get a lot of carries for, you know, he's not going to be theoretic. He's going to get real carries. But I don't see him getting 220 carries or something crazy like that because they gave him carries in preseason or because Ron Rivera said 25 to 30 carries. Well, yeah, right. I hear you. I definitely pay attention to, pre, uh, like, snap usage, I guess, obviously more than you. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't oh, know. Why? Like, what, what are you it's getting interesting from? to me that think? Keelan Cole was running with the ones before the injury. I don't know. I, to me, that matters. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe it no, completely Keelan doesn't. Keelan Cole fits the description, though. Keelan Cole right. actually fits the description of what I was saying. Keelan Cole is a guy who doesn't, doesn't really have a role with Marquise Lee healthy. Okay. He, right. Westbrook, Chark, and Moncrief were all kind of competing for that 
second role, right? Like, who's the number two? I don't think Jacksonville knew heading into camp who sure. the number two was, so they had to find something out. What are they trying to find out with McCaffrey? That's the question. I'm asking no, it's you. Weird. I hear you. What are they trying to no, find out? They're trying to find out, can, is this guy worth using yeah. as an early down guy? Are we sure? They just signed C.J. Anderson. Why don't they just promote some scrub in-house or get like a fifth-round pick yeah, I don't if know. they're sold on McCaffrey? No, I know. I, I, it's weird. I don't know. I, to me, though, if I had to guess, I'd say they're going to try him out as a workhorse. But maybe I'm what wrong. What does that mean, but a think... workhorse? Give me, give me an over-under on, on carries for the season. For McCaffrey, I think he's going to get, get hurt. He's not going to be on any of my teams, man. I don't, I don't think that he's going to be able to withstand it. But uh, I think that they're going to attempt to give him, boo, I was going to say like a 250-carry pace. I'd be shocked. I would be shocked okay. if he got 250 okay. carries. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Did we do the, we're done with the Bears. Okay. Bengals, what guess? Oh, over-under for the Bengals? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to be better. Do you want me to guess the Vegas one, or do you want me to tell you what I think, or both? Whatever you want. Whatever you want. I'm going to say the oh, Vegas over-under for the Bengals right. is going to be like seven and a half. But I would give them more like eight and a half. Oh, wow. It's your podcast, man. I'm just here along for the ride. It is uh, six and a half. The, the VIG is, is heavy for the over, but just six and a half. So you would like the Bengals over here. This is the one that separates the most, it sounds like. I like them. I like them way over six and a half. I mean, Andy Dalton's pretty good. The line is going to be better this year. You know, John yeah. Ross is healthy now. AJ Green is AJ Green. I don't, I'm not counting how much for Eifert. The defense is pretty good. Um, what's the guy? William Jackson, the cornerback, is supposedly one of the elite corners. I they just locked up two of their uh, defensive linemen, Geno Atkins and uh, Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, I, I six and a half sounds crazy to me. Why would they be six and a half? The team is actually pretty good. Yeah, interesting. I'm kind of down on Mixon. I was just saying it on the Yahoo pod earlier with Liz, but it's, I said it's more like of the gut feel. Do you have any opinion on Mixon one way or the other? I don't like pulling the trigger on him in round two. I like to, in you know, yeah, full PPR. I'm hoping that, like, you know, one of those receiver slips, even Mike Evans, who has his own issues, I, I just I don't want to take Mixon in that late round two area. Yeah, me neither. Just, that's, that's more of it is. Not, not that I hate him, but it's just where he goes. Every time I'm like, wow, he wasn't quite on my radar yet. But... Um, all right, so you like the Bengals. Um, remember that. File that away. Browns. <clears throat> what do you think? That's, what do you think that number is? Uh, there's, so, you know, I mean, I, I would say the number is probably like five and a half or something like that. I yeah, probably take five and a half. I probably take the over at, at a rate, you know, not some ridiculous vig. I, I think they're with Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, and the receivers they have, and I mean, they lost Joe Thomas. People aren't talking about that. That was like their best offensive yeah. lineman. Weird time to retire, huh? Like never have you know, all the all those losses, and then the, seriously, the first time that they're truly well, he's excited. Like, he's like permanently damaged. I think that's why he retired. I, I, I don't think he. Should. I know, but I mean, sorry, just bad timing. I'd say yeah. for him, I'm saying for his he's body. He's not pulling a tiki barber, you know. Right? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, his body, sure. Right, but no, uh, that's it, their schedule is actually pretty tough. But I'm with you. So that to me, that's right about right. Five or six wins. So yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, good. I mean, you know, it's plus six over last year. It's a big improvement. It's a huge improvement. Yeah. yeah. The coaching does seem like a clown show if you if you watch the the hard knocks though. Well, it seems a huge accent. I mean, just this bullshit. Like I, I think we're gonna use Mayfield as our number two. I think he's won the number two. Oh. Fuck oh. off. Well what dude, you'd be fired if you put him in number three. They took him number one overall. you you should be fired anyway. You want own sixteen. I don't care how bad the personnel was. Like I know. That dude is I mean, this is fucking dumb. No, it's it's horrible. I'm uh I'm all in on Mayfield long term. I think he's gonna be a beast. All right, Cowboys next. I hate the Cowboys. I would put the Cowboys at like six and a half. I know that Vegas probably has them like an eight and a half, but I would say six and a half. 
Yep, eight and a half, and the under pretty heavy uh, big. So yeah, they've just moved the juice is what they've done on this site clearly. So yeah, so you like the the Dallas under, yeah, eight and a half. I'm with you for completely. That's the one Giants of my are going to be better. Washington always is such a shit show because their ownership it's rotten from the top. So like, no, but they'll be solid. They won't be solid. They'll suck, but they'll they'll be like a six win team. They'll split with Dallas probably. I'm saying they'll split with Dallas. Yeah. exactly. And the Giants at least split could sweep, and the Eagles will probably sweep them. Dallas is garbage. You might be a little more biased than me, but I'm with you. I completely like the under there. Yeah. If you can get eight and a half at a better big, I would take the under Cowboys, which I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's going to have to carry, carry that team. Uh, Broncos next. Uh, Broncos, I think, would be pretty low, like six and a half-ish. And I'd put them right about – I mean, that's where I'd put them, about six and a half. I think they're a shit team. Hmm. And uh, defense is getting a little bit older. They lost Tlaib. They lost some people. They added Chubb, though. He could have been the number two overall pick. I mean – they had a what? They added Chubb. He could have been like the number two overall pick. You know, the Browns passed on. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah that's the true. The defense was still pretty good last year. Case Keenum was really good last year. Yeah, they were better against the run, though. Just, they were better against the run. I don't know. I, I don't really believe in Keenum. I think the system was good there. What, what's, the, what's the line? Like eight or something? I don't know if Thomas and Sanders are healthy and Sutton is good. They're like they've both been in their 30s. Sutton with Freeman, with Royce Freeman there. Uh, all right, I don't maybe. know. Royce Freeman doesn't oh. seem like much of a pass catcher. Jake Butt's going to go crazy. Butt is seven. Well, I said six and a half, dude. I, I like the over, though, is what I'm saying. In one of our drafts, I, uh, it's funny, a guy took the Broncos under early on in the draft, and I ended up taking the Broncos over as my pick. So I like them. I think they're, they're going to win eight games, maybe nine. And sne- I, definitely, I think the Chiefs think are going to be an exciting team on offense. I think the Chargers should be decent. The Raiders might be a disaster if Khalil Mack doesn't play. That's sort yep. of the that you know it's a kind of a softer division. There's no like juggernaut there. I have them fin- finishing with nine wins with the Chiefs right there in a wild card uh, hunt. So I like the over Broncos. Okay. Uh, Lions, Lions next. I think the Lions are a nine win team. I think they're good, but their division is tough. Um, and I'll say right at the right on the dot nine. The Lions are seven and a half. Wow, I guess I like the over, but it is it is a tough division. Yeah, I actually have them only winning seven games. So, um, but I could see them winning. Eight, I mean, eight or nine. So, I, mean, I, I think love Stafford's them. good, and I think yeah, Kenny Galladay no, may be like a break, like a real breakout. Like you know, year two, he showed like he was already ready. He just got hurt a little bit, and I think they may have just a really good offense. And, they just have to play, uh, you know, uh, Division four times Minnesota and Aaron Rodgers, and even the Chicago's getting better, and uh, right. they made the playoffs. So they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they won nine games. But but they may yeah, only win two, two or three games in the division. Then it gets hard to get to nine. I, I get it. Yeah, Marvin Jones led the NFL in yards per catch last year, so yep. they uh, they're interesting. And I have to fully admit, Matthew Stafford, as you said, he's good, really good, really good. Well, you know, systems matter. You know, Jim Bob Cooter took over. Stafford was this average, mediocre quarterback, despite having peak Calvin Johnson for so long. I know. And then they switched the system, and suddenly, he, first he was a dink and dunker, and then he started going downfield to Marvin Jones, and Golden Tate's really solid. They're good. I mean, he's, he's a good good quarterback. Super interesting, too, that he was like known for being very brittle and a cannon arm, and now he's super durable and dink and dunk. It's, but it's, it's no, they went downfield to Marvin Jones, though. No, and I know. Galladay, he's still, he's still Galladay, too. We'll, go, yeah. we'll, we'll take him downfield. But it's completion percentage. Like, the whole system just changed, like, overnight, you know, right. drastically. But, um, okay, Packers next. I guess Packers are like 10-ish with Aaron Rodgers, and it's probably right. Um, I'd, probably go, I'd probably go under 10, like 9.5 would be actually my line because of the Vikings and because McCarthy is just such a fucking moron. But I think 10 is probably the Vegas line. 
Yeah, it is 10, and the VIG is slightly under. Um, I have them winning 12 games. That's obviously dependent on Rodgers playing, and he has screws in his shoulder, so who knows? I don't like the Green Bay, the Colts-type bets season long because it's just like, you know, totally. Unless you 12? What the fuck? They pay, play Minnesota twice, play Detroit twice. I like Shit. their draft. I, what were they before Rodgers went down last year, cruising at 6-5-1 and five and one or something? They're Rodgers, man. I mean, they're really, really good. I mean, they, maybe even Aaron Jones is good at running their back. Their defense is like average at best. I uh, like they did in the draft. Their, we'll running ba- their running backs are just, I mean, we'll see if Aaron Jones, it'll probably be Jamal Williams just wasting carries. The receivers suck. I mean, this is not. Devontae Adams does not suck. Yes, Devontae Adams is like basically like as good as, I don't know, like well, Sterling Shepard. It's funny that people He's are saying like Pete Crabtree or something. People are saying Jordy Nelson, oh, it's not washed up. You know, it was the quarterback situation last year. Like the tape is showing. Like even like what Michael Gelkin is saying it, not just uh, people looking at tape on Twitter. You know, the guy who covers the Raiders uh, says Nelson looks great. So what does that mean? How sick is Adams then? If Nelson put up that horrible in that environment last year, and Adams was still able to a non-washed up Jordy Nelson last year. I don't know, man. I wouldn't wouldn't extrapolate too much from that. (laughs) Anyway, I think the Packers, if Rodgers stay healthy, are going to win 10, 11, 12 games. But uh, obviously, yes. That's a big range, you know. 9, 10, 11, 12. I'll say 12. No, I will say over. If I have to pick. You went 10, 11, 12. You went. I I will pick the Packers over. Okay. There. Simple as that. Packers are going to. I think they'll definitely get 8 through 14 if he's healthy, 100%. I project the the Packers to be the one seed in the NFC, have a huge year, uh, make the Super Bowl, Rodgers healthy. So I have them. I'll take that as a non nutless monkey pick. If you want me to get go here, over 10 easy Packers. All right, okay. uh, next, Texans. I'll tell you what, I'll make you a bet. Okay. You take the Packers, and I'll take, I'll take the Rams. Okay. Okay. Uh, who to go further in the playoffs? Yeah, who goes further in the playoffs? Okay. How much? All right. I don't know, How 20 much? Bu- 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Okay, done. All right. So, uh, Houston. I think Houston will be like at eight and a half and it's kind of a well Jacksonville's not bad Tennessee's not bad Luck's back I think whew, that's just about right eight and a half is perfect I'm gonna say eight and a half is my line too yeah it is eight and a half big over um I know it's a trendy pick and that offensive line could be a huge problem but I just believe in Watson and that offense and what if the defense actually stays right? healthy what if JJ Watt is I have them winning 10 games. So I'll tell you I, something, I, though, about Watt, and, and this is not a nice thing to say, but you know about the whole charity thing with the hurricane? Yeah. yeah. You know, he was hurt. It was a nice thing to do. He obviously had nothing else to do. I mean, he was injured. He was rehabbing. But if I'm, you know, drafting a player for a team, I don't want him to get all this praise and accolades and outside football stuff. I talked about this with Jeff on the, on the other thing about Kaepernick, about Josh Gordon. Not, not that they're getting praised. They're getting other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Kaepernick, you can't get – But, but what I'm saying stuff. is it's just like it's a non-football huge part of their life now that's public. And I, and I know, like, you think, oh, it's great. He deals charity. No doubt. It's great. Nice to give charity. You know, good for him. But I'm dubious, you know, when you go through all that, that you're going to come back and be like football, number one. He just got this whole other world opened up to him that he didn't even realize – so yeah. I'm a little, I, 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 I wonder, worried, man, if there's anyone I'm not worried about as far as like concentrating on getting ready for a season, I, don't know. I just wonder if the back is that he's ever going to be the same. And he's got sort of like a, he's got so sort of an out now, you know, psychologically, like even in football, he was a, one of the best players in the last five years in the league, non quarterbacks, you could, you know, say he's right up there in the top five, but he's got an out oh, yeah. now. He's got a new, he's got a new interest in life. 
No, no question. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no question that I do worry about him, you know, health-wise. But I don't know if that would be the reason. But I have Houston winning ten games, so over for me here. I like them. I like their upside big time. Uh, I, I'm a sucker. I know that's a public side, but uh, I'm, I'm in on, on Houston. I like Jacksonville. Uh, I like Jacksonville winning. That I, I actually like them as well, though. Uh, Colts next. I'll say. I mean, luck can only do so much. I'm going to say seven on the dot. It's uh, it's seven and a half. So, okay, so I'm slightly under, actually, slightly under. Yeah, me too. I'm winning seven. So, and, and like defense said, isn't good. They can't run the ball that we know of. They did improve the offensive line. Did they draft a lineman in the first round? Yeah, but, El, yeah. Notre Dame Nelson. He's really yeah, Quentin Nelson. So I mean, really I, they should be better a little bit, but it's going to be unsatisfactory that we're going to get what Andrew Luck back, but not close to himself. He's not I one of the other. You know, I, I think mean, he'll be himself. I just think that like support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You know, he, first of all, he, he's been a very good player since being drafted and he's, when he's healthy, but he, he's not Aaron Rodgers yet. And so, oh, no. you know, he's trying, you know, you're basically asking him to carry a, a really below average team. I mean, if luck got hurt again, the Colts are maybe the worst team in the NFL. Right, exactly. So, oh, yeah. definitely it, going under if you had to make a pick here, for sure. So I, I just feel like I'm not even talking about getting hurt. I just don't know if Luck's good enough to by himself will them to. And, and now you've got you know the Texans with Watson, and you've got the Jaguars with the best defense in the league, and even the Titans are decent. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a hard the playoffs. Yeah, Titans made the playoffs last yeah. year. Um, they won a playoff game last year. That's right. So this alphabetically just stays in the division. So uh, following up, Jacksonville's next. Where, where do you have them pegged? I'd go, I know it's probably, I bet the Vegas line is about nine, but I would say nine and a half, and they win the division. Yeah, uh, it is nine, and I'm with you. I have them also winning 10 games. I have them and Houston in that division winning 10. I have, Jacksonville is really good. I mean, I get that Bortles might be a problem forever, but they won 10 games last year, outscoring their opponents by 149 points. That's like Patriots territory. I mean, I know it's tougher to rely on a defense, a whole unit being good year to year in the NFL, but... I don't know. I think Keelan Cole is going to be fine. If anything, an upgrade over Marquise Lee, give him the, the targets. Uh, they, they, they got Norwell, the big uh, the guard in free agency. I think Jacksonville is a really Fournette legit team. Fournette is going to go ridiculous. Yeah, going to go off on your team. I know. Uh, God, I was looking at your Stopa team. It's, it's Beckham, Fournette, and Bell. Right? Yeah, I got those three, but I also have Marquise Goodwin, Robbie Anderson, Goodwin. Julian oh, Edelman. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. My team's good. You bet against that. Don't forget. Well, I really still like mine, but yeah, that's... Uh, your team's garbage, and you know it. Every time you look at your team again, you start realizing the mistakes you made. Yeah, yeah. Every team I have, yeah. It, life in general, but yes, uh, that's exactly. just reflection in general. Yeah. Chiefs next. I think the Chiefs are a nine-win team that's going to be really good on offense. I think Vegas probably has them around nine, nine and a half. 
I'll say Vegas has him at nine, and I'll take him at nine exactly. Uh, this line here is eight and a half minus one thirty over. So, um, oh wow, I'm sorry, minus one thirty under eight and a half actually for the Chiefs. So you like the over there? I like the over. Yeah, I think the Chiefs. I think Andy Reid's a good coach. I mean, he makes some boneheaded things in game, but I think he gets that team ready. I think Mahomes could be much better than Alex Smith. Alex Smith is fine. Mahomes might be good. I mean, obviously there's downside to Mahomes, and it's probably why they have him an eight and a half. Their defense sucks too, but the Chargers. I'm with uh, our boy Ted Bell who just mocks all the sabermetric Chargers bullshit. I mean, the Chargers, there's something wrong. There's uh, something poison. Maybe know. it's the Los Angeles Stadium. They have no fans. Maybe it's you know, something wrong with the organization, the idiots who moved. But from the top down, it's kind of like the Redskins. It's rotten. And I feel like they just always blow it. They're always underperforming their metrics. Rivers, people are like, oh, Rivers is a no-brainer Hall of Famer. You know, Eli sucks. He should never make the Hall of Fame. He just got lucky. Rivers, oh, that's a no-brainer. Look at his YPA. Yeah, but like... Is it good to be the guy who underperformed his YPA in terms of playoffs and wins more than anyone in NFL history? Is that like a good thing? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't know what's going on with them. Do they just have a horrible training staff too? Like why does everyone get injured? I don't know. Rivers also throws like some of the – just the most the kicking, plays. They, can't, they spend an early pick on a kicker, or, or and they can't get a kicker. Any, it's just right. They lose in the most bizarre ways. Yeah, I don't. Cut I don't their know. kicker for some young ho. You know, it's crazy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm with you on the Chiefs. I have them for for about nine wins and uh, Mahomes. And maybe that secondary is just going to be totally awful. But you know, looking into Tyreek Hill a little bit more, we talked about him after we saw that bomb. You know, that obviously the connection the longest would have been by eight yards of any TD pass last year in the preseason. But I know we all assume it kind of confirms the obvious. Alex Smith didn't like to attempt the deep passes, but I looked more into it. And as a 49er fan, I always thought he was a little overrated that he had a noodle arm. Alex Smith is the number one overall pick. His arm's fine. He just doesn't attempt it. He's he's rated. I looked at like some grades, and he's uh, PFF having him as like the least aggressive quarterback the last few years. Like he just does not attempt stuff at all. So now, and and they're really one of the slowest paced teams last couple years. So if they do tailor this to to Mahomes and let him loose, and I hope Reed does and and use that arm and go deep, Tyreek Hill could just go crazy. I mean, everyone says regression, regression, regression. But do you realize like, if you count the special teams touchdowns and the rushes, the dude has 2,100 yards from scrimmage and 20 touchdowns over his first two years in the NFL on 188 targets? Yeah, no, he's, he's a great dynamic player. He's arguably the fastest player in the league. I think it might not be Hill, though. It might be Kareem Hunt who goes absolutely crazy because you're going right. to have the safeties playing a mile off the line. You're going to have Kelsey working underneath. And Kareem Hunt's the bell cow. He's the guy. So, and he does everything. Awesome. And yeah, Holmes is going to be like, wow, I have this guy I can dump it to. You know, when mm-hmm. they're, I, I bet what's going to happen is Holmes is going to be chucking it down the field because he can. He wants to show it off and do it. And they're going to have people back and he's going to take what they give him. And it's going to be, you know, I don't know. They could go a lot of different ways. But I, you know, obviously, you want a piece of that offense. Well, I'm not usually a Terry Kill guy, but I moved him ahead of uh, AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton, oh, Mike really? Evans. I had a Green. So, I might have moved yeah, him ahead of Hilton. I, I moved him up a bunch too. Yeah, so there, there you go with that. So um, we'll see. I think Watkins is going to be used as a decoy like he, he was uh, last year. So Chargers, speaking of which, next alphabetically. So it works perfectly. Uh, the, the Chargers, what do you think of their win-loss? Um, I think Vegas has them probably around 8.5, 9. I'll say 8.5. Put them in second place behind the Chiefs. Well, you're going to love this. It's 9.5 and, and the Vigs for over. I have them winning 10 games myself. I don't love it for the aforementioned reasons. They are loaded, though, with talent even without Henry. I still think right. they have enough. But maybe not. I mean, they don't have a home field advantage like any other. They don't team. have a home field advantage. Their defense is loaded. I mean, Ingram and Bosa and Casey Hayward. They lost Verrett for the year though before the 
know. Training camp hasn't really started. So yeah, they've dealt with. They've had to play without him plenty though. But yes, I mean. But they they uh, have a loaded defense. But like you know, Melvin Gordon's not good. I think Eichler's like better than Melvin Gordon. But Melvin Gordon's getting the work. Is Mike Williams good? We don't know. He could just be a stiff. I wouldn't be surprised. Then you have Terrell Williams seems to be good, but they don't like to throw him the ball. Keenan Allen to me is a really competent possession guy. He's like Michael Thomas in the AFC, but he's not a game breaker. He's not like a, a guy to me that like you fear. Oh no, Keenan Allen's lining up uh, on the other side. Uh oh, he's going to go ten for a hundred. You know, he's going to go ten for a hundred and no touchdowns. I mean, you're really scared yeah. of Keenan Allen. So I, I don't really know. And Rivers is totally immobile. Rivers is good. I mean, his stats are good. He makes a lot of, you know, I don't want to say he's unclutched because that's very speculative, but. I mean, he's good. That's a thing. I, that, that's where I was going to go next. I'm like 7.9 YPA last year. I know, year. But this career, YPA shit, dude. I mean, you you got you to gotta put it in context. A lot of touchdowns. Okay, 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions last year. Is okay, that, is that look at his career. The guy's had over 8 YPA a couple times. He had like 8.8 a couple yeah. years. I mean, he was ridiculous. Yeah, and he, he was he yeah. was cursed to have Peyton and Brady in, in their prime in the conference. Yeah. That's a little bit unfortunate. Um, and Roethlisberger, so he had really like three Hall of Fame peak guys. I mean, so that, that's and he played one of that NFC AFC Championship game in New England. Uh, I believe it's in New England uh, on a torn ACL. Right? No, no, no. I mean, Rivers is very good. So a lot of the a lot of the disasters and failures are coaching and just having really really tough competitions. So you have to you have to cut him slack there. And the per play numbers are. All, are Obviously, Hall of Fame worthy. But those guys, you know, Brady's 40 and Peyton's retired and hasn't been good in a couple years. I mean, hadn't been good a couple years before he retired. And Roethlisberger, I mean, Roethlisberger keeps winning. You know, I mean, you don't, Roethlisberger has the great YPA, but he keeps winning. He doesn't seem to throw that devastating pick every single time or something. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I get it with Rivers. I mean, again, there's no one who's had a harder competition in terms of like the level of the quarterback play in his conference last couple of years like where you know where's the next level well there's been bad luck they their yp their net ypa was this and i got this whole thing you know i wrote about this it's like yeah well if you predicted his net ypa would be good then you got it right the team but if you predicted they would make the playoffs and do damage you got it wrong and i don't care whether they should have made the playoffs they just don't maybe it's just some sort of long-standing anomaly it's kind of like ben roethlisberger on the road like why does he suck on the road it doesn't make any sense Last year he didn't actually, but okay. yeah. So last year maybe you know maybe it was a fluke. I mean some things are flukes that persist for quite a while, but I don't know, man. No, you know? I'm with you. I understand it's a shit show at the Chargers. They could easily go under here. You know what they probably will do is go like 13 and three or 14 and two and then lose as big favorites their first playoff game. That's probably right. What but will why happen. do you think they would do that? Like why do you think they'll do that? It's because there's something wrong. You're right. There's I, something fucking purple. wrong with them. And it, it, I, I don't know, know if it's it, Rivers or the team or, or both, but like you know, it's not. You don't want to be the guy who underperforms the metrics the most ever. Because, you, you know, the Sabre metric guys will love you and be like, he's underrated. Nobody gives Tony Romo enough credit. Nobody gives these guys credit. But like, yeah, the other one's Romo, yes. I mean, but it's sort of like, you know, that, that's not a good thing. Like, you, you, I mean, in one way, I'd rather have Eli's career because Eli won two Super Bowls. He's been at the pinnacle twice. Uh, obviously, Eli's sucks, but, you know, he delivered when he had to. Totally. Um, all right. So, I, yeah. So you're going under chargers. I would go over. But again, I wouldn't feel confident about it because there's something is wrong that it's undeniable at this point. I mean, I think we were saying that three years ago and it's only gotten worse since. They're, they're, it's like um, uniquely. It's like when you bet the chargers or have the chargers and survivor, it's like when they lose, you're like, fuck, I, you know, I did it to myself at this point. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, obviously sticking to L.A. Uh, Rams. I think the Rams would be like ten and a half. I think the division's kind of weak and. 
the team's loaded. You know, we'll see if Aaron Donald signs, but hopefully he does. And it's just a good coach, second year. Second year for go- golf should be better, if anything. I have him at like 10 and a half. I bet Vegas probably has him at 10. Yep, Vegas has him at 10, and the VIG is minus 145 over, so you're right there. I have him winning 10 games. Uh, yeah, I mean, on one, one side, they just load it up on defense. It doesn't always work that way when you put the big free agents, you know, like that, but they seemingly coached so well. Is there any concern that, you know, that there's something changed as far as uh, McFay getting the play call so early and, 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 you know, golf through eight touchdowns behind the line of scrimmage? Some of that stuff, maybe the defense will get some more film on. But as you said, maybe golf just flat out gets better, too. I mean, they added Cooks. So, no, they're a really good football team on paper. Really, really good. They have to play first place schedule and there might be some sort of regression. So they stayed really healthy, I believe, last year. But, no, they're really good. I have them for, for right around here. 10, the Seahawks are worse. The Cardinals are worse. The Niners will be better, but. Niners are not loaded or anything. They, you know, they're speculative sort of yeah, sleeper sure. team. Oh so, yeah, uh, I think they're in uh, pretty good shape. Okay. All right, Dolphins. I give the Dolphins like five, five and a half. I'll go five and a half. I'm not betting the over. I'll just say five and a half, like right on the dot. Okay. The uh, the Dolphins are six and a half. Yeah. Okay. So I'll take the under on six and a half. I have six wins too. Yeah. In that aforementioned draft, I, I said the only team that wasn't touched was the Dolphins. So no, I don't think anyone has any opinion of the Dolphins this year. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is loaded, loaded, and Cousins is an upgrade. They lost Shermer though, and that's to me a big loss. I think I'll go Minnesota ten on the dot, and I think that's probably what Vegas has them at. You're exactly right, and the VIG is carried all the way to minus 150 over. But, yep, uh, 10 wins. Uh, that sounds exactly about right to me. Actually, it looks like I have them winning 11 games I have a, a, with the Packers there. So they're really good. They're, I think the, the Lions and Bears both get swept by those. I think it's really front-loaded there. So I have them over. What Did you, did you say you lean toward over to? No, I just said 10 on the dot, and I think that's what Vegas probably has. I, I, would, I would put them over because they're really good, but you know they get a first-place schedule. They're going to get the Rams. They're going to get the Saints. And then yeah. they're going to get the Packers twice, and the Lions and Bears are not soft. So no. they're going to get the Eagles, too. They, this is, it's a nasty schedule. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, next, the uh, Patriots. I guess I'll put the Patriots at 11 and a half, and I'm going to say Vegas has them at like 11 and a half. And I guess i got to take the over because it's every year, and there's really nothing that's changed that drastically. So... I know the receivers are thin, but I don't think that's going to be a real lasting problem. I'm going to say over. I'm say they win 12, and Vegas has them 11 and a half. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to do it differently uh, with those receivers, and their defense is better. But what, what kind of analysis is there really other than it's the Patriots? I mean, every year, whatever. What it's is 11, Vegas's line? It's 11 and a half, and I'm with yeah. you. I would take the over. Right. They'll win 12, 13 games again. Just look at that division. It's just insane year in, year out that they get. Whether they hit the overs might depend on what the other conference teams are doing, right? Like if the Browns are better and the Bengals are better, and the, you know, and then the Titans and Colts are better, no other team will be approaching. No, if everyone's yeah. like you know at 10, 10, 11 at the end of the year, and the Patriots, yeah, there might be a way that the Patriots. No, it's true. The NFC is way better than the AFC. Right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't so have. They, they yeah, may go with eleven and be a one seed or something. You know, I don't have any other team in the AFC winning more than ten games. So yeah, I, that makes yeah total sense. But it's the Patriots, of course, you're going to take the over. Um, Saints next. I really like the Saints, man. They're a good team. I'm going to say ten and a half. I'm going to say Vegas has them at ten, maybe even nine and a half. But I'm going to put them at ten and a half. It's just nine and a half. Yeah, so I'm big over on that. Their defense is good now. Breeze is still a top five quarterback in the NFL. 
Defense is good. Offensive line is good. I don't really see. I, I guess the division is tough. I guess that's you know one one knock on them, and they're going to play a first place schedule. But they get the Eagles, they get the Vikings. I guess that's part. And the Ram, I guess Eagles, Vikings, and Rams is tough because they could easily go one and two on those, and then you get a tough division. But the trade in the draft seemed a little uh, risky. The, I don't know how much of an impact that defensive player they went after. I'm guessing other books have this has moved to ten like you were leaning toward because the Vigs minus 165 on the over, and I haven't won in 11 games. I'm with you. This is a loaded team, man. They're, they're really, really good. They're going to throw more touchdowns this year. Uh, it's like they ran a lot last year. But defense, I think, is legit. What, what a turnaround. So, and, uh, and it's set up well. I mean, you know, Breeze was able to win games every other year, not every year, with shit right. defense. Right. And when you give him a good defense, and then they can run the ball with Kamara and Ingram when he comes back – you know what and, happens? Yeah. You lead the league in YPA and you set NFL record in completion percentage. That's what Yeah, happens. and you lead the league in yards per play. It's 6.3 yards per play. So, yeah, that's what happens is because Breeze is sitting there at second and four, third and three with every option in the book because they've got these early down running guys and they can do it because they're not playing from behind. It's just a deadly combination. So I, I like them too. Yeah, I know Saints are, are sick. Easily to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, your G-men next. I like the Giants this year. I... I'm going to say they're uh, eight What's wins. not to like? I mean, what's not to like? Exactly. Eight, eight and a half is what I have it. I'm sure they're lower than that. I'm sure they're about seven and a half. So, seven. 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 So I'm taking the over. I think Shermer is a huge difference maker. I just think system is so huge. This guy, James Betcher, the defensive coordinator that they hired, I, I, I don't know. He seems like he's good and he's going to be aggressive. And Landon Collins is healthy. Janoris Jenkins is healthy. We'll see Eli, Eli Apple's kind of garbage, but maybe he'll, he was a first-round pick. Maybe he'll step up, different system. But I think the Giants are going to make a wild card or make a run at it. I don't know if they're going to get there because there's so many good teams, but I think they'll be in the running for a while. I am not Mike Clay with any crazy uh, projections, but I do go over like wins uh, for, for this exercise, and I'm also going to come out with a preview piece. But I have the Giants for – I went over their schedule. I have them winning six games this year, so – I have the under, so we're going heads on that one. But uh, of course, what, you want to do. So, what's the over under seven? Yes, this this has it at seven. And where's the rake? What side on the under? It's no, it's actually far minus one sixty five on the over. Okay, well, which makes then, sense because you thought seven and a half. So. And well, also just because Giants are a public team. But why don't we go another twenty? I'll take the over. You take the under on seven. Sure, that okay. works. Okay, All right, so just remember okay. these two bets. Okay, Jets next. Jets are garbage, but actually, the Jets aren't that much garbage. I'm going to say the Jets. I would put the Jets at six and a half. And I think Vegas is going to put them around six. So I'm going to take the over on it. What is it? It is six. It's exactly. I would take six and a half. So I'm taking over on Jets. It's six. Okay. I have them winning five games, a slight under, but I could easily see six. I like that team. Interesting. I mean, Darnold and Anderson and Bilal Powell is getting totally overlooked in fantasy drafts right now. Um, I, I'm fine with that. I would not argue that one. The next one I will argue, though, I, I do have a strong lead. They were my, um, one of my, actually, they're my second or third pick in that draft. Uh, the Raiders. The Raiders. I'm going to say the Raiders are probably like seven-ish, seven and a half. And the Khalil Mack thing is kind of huge because it's by far their best defensive player. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say they win seven games exactly. So whatever that is, wherever the line is, I'm saying the Raiders win seven games. Okay, uh, the line is eight. And uh, yeah, I haven't paid for winning six games. Um, I do like your, you being a contrarian and being like Gruden it's I, not think necessarily, I think Green will do a good job, but I just don't – I think Not necessarily he's going to be a prehistoric offense. I get that. No, I think they'll be good. I, I think the offense will be decent. I just think that it, Khalil Mack is kind of a wild card. I think he'll sign eventually, but the defense will be below average. 
and, and, and offense I, will be I, good but not great. And it's yeah, eight is probably fair, but I'm going to say seven. Although is a shit uh, division's like mediocre. There's no one terrible in the division either. I'll say yeah, that's I'll say like I, yeah. I said seven, so I'll stick with it. That's the thing. I like the Broncos, so if, I, if they're going to be good, I, I mean, I already said the Chiefs and Chargers, so I, I like the division, and uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a strong under on the Raiders. Okay. Uh, next, the uh, Super Bowl champion Eagles. I'll go 10, and I'll say 9.5 is their, is their over-under. So I'm going to say uh, that, that Vegas has them at 10, and I'm going to put them at 9.5, so I'll take the under. What, what's, the, what's, the, what's the real line? Uh, Vegas has them at 10.5. Wow. So and, I, I'm, uh, I'm definitely under on the Eagles. You're definitely under on the Eagles. I have them winning 11 games, so going against your Giants. I know they have injuries now. That offensive line, um, just get a Jaihe, get Mike Wallace uh, right now without Jeffrey. I mean, I guess maybe Wentz. Maybe I'm underestimating if Wentz gets hurt and Foles has looked so bad. Uh, talk about ignoring the preseason. I mean, they won the Super Bowl with him, but maybe Foles really is that bad. I don't know. It's, it's hard Come to on. gauge. What are you going to get? I mean, now you're. Yeah. This, is, this illustrates the insanity. Exactly. Got, yeah, right. Okay, this guy played against the Minnesota Vikings in the championship game and fucking tore them apart. Okay, the best defense in the NFL yeah. or second best. And then he goes to the Super Bowl against Belichick, who has two weeks to game plan for him. And he takes that, off, that defense apart as if, you know, Matt Patricia, I'm like, how could that guy get a job after the Super Bowl? It was like there was not even right. a defense on the field. And then he had some shitty preseason games where we're like, I don't know if this guy's good. I mean, come on. This is this is just this is madness. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, uh, I, um, I I like Wallace, man. Uh, got eight point five yards per target in Baltimore with Flacco the right. last two years. His air yards last year he was like twenty first, like in oh, yeah. between. No, the- I think I think he's interesting now that Jeffrey's banged up. I mean, Jeffrey may be back in week three, but Wallace is maybe if Jeffrey's out longer, Wallace is going to be a a steal. I know I've been winning eleven games and being a legit legit. The team problem is their di- their division kind of sucks because Dallas sucks, the Re- the Redskins it's, suck, and I'm like bullish on the Giants, but I'm bullish right. to eight and a half or something. I mean, it's like they're it's not the good. Huge. They're under. Yes, I. I, I agree. mean, they should go five and one against the division, right? I mean, yeah. Four and two yeah. minimum. I I think they will. Yeah. So, uh, but Steelers I think they now. might lose to the Rams, Saints, Vikings, but they torched the Vikings when they played. So. Maybe yeah, be a little, uh, it's a tough light. to repeat. Everyone's going to be up, you know, their game for their game. But I, I, I like that to win eleven games. And Peterson's <laughs> legit. You know that that coaching staff. It's well managed. So right, they lost what Frank Reich. They lost, but yeah, oh, I think they'll be they'll be fine. All right, Steelers next. Uh, I put the Steelers at around ten, and I think that's about right. I don't know about the defense, but Roethlisberger's good. The weapons are amazing, and. Tomlin, I don't think he's like splitting the atom, but he's a guy that has control of the locker room and the respect of the players, and that's like 85% of the battle. So I'll put yeah, him right at 10. I used to think Tomlin was like really elite coach. And Me now too. I'm like, is he average? I mean, yeah. maybe. I mean, he certainly, he, yeah, you're right, though. He at least has. The, he's right, like, like Tom Coughlin, maybe a little better. A dude who, like, you're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing on fourth down? Like, this, this shit makes no sense. You're just old school and you're not even like thinking this through. But. When Martavis Bryant talked shit, that guy was benched and then got back and got stuff out of Bryant. He's not one of those like Mike McCarthy assholes or Sean Payton who just basically makes war with the player, but he disciplines the player and gets, he seems like he, he's got a handle on the personnel and he's respected. So they show up, they're usually good. They develop all these crazy receivers, James Washington, who knows? I, I give him 10, 10 wins. Uh, the actual line is 10 and a half and I give him 10 wins myself. So okay. right there. So agree with you. Uh, 49ers. I'll give them 15 and a half. 
Um, oh, come on. I think come that, on. that last game Definitely. in, in, in uh, Los Angeles might be tough, but that's 50-50. That should be like, you know, Niners minus seven or something at Los Angeles. No, I give the Niners eight and a half. And depending on the line is, that's where my bet is. What's the, I, I, I say the line is eight, but I'll give eight and a half. No, you were right on eight and a half. Okay. Eight and a half. Yeah. Uh, Vigs are crazy on this side I use. Uh, minus 165 over. So people are... are, are, fuck, are what, what's yeah. it on the under when it says minus 165 on the over? Uh, plus 140. Oh, okay. So they at least give you so something. So it is. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. That's, I mean, it should be, it'd be great if it was closer, but right. that's still not okay. horrible. You're getting a thing, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, on that, I would definitely bet the under on plus 140, but they should beat up on Seattle. They should beat up on Arizona. So they can get three or four wins just right there. So to get to eight and a half, nine is not that big of a stretch. Yeah, so I have them winning 10 games and, and right there with the Rams for the division. But uh, you can call me a homer, and I admit that it looks like they're going to be 1-3 and three to start the year. So uh, we'll see if they can weather that storm. Their schedule is far harder early on than later. But I'm a believer in Shanahan year two, and obviously Jimmy G, I'm a total believer. And I think he's going to be a star quarterback. And with star quarterbacks, you win 10 games. So, And I think their, their defense has a bunch of names that could come collectively, be really good, and this young, interesting defensive coordinator and uh, i really do think and their offensive line actually look at the the grading system stuff i think the niners are really could compete but call me homer a couple months from now i'll tell you uh, what let me give so you yeah. the give me the giants plus one and a half versus the nine. the lines are seven versus eight and a half yep give me plus one and a half yeah so forget the other giants bet then no both okay you want to do both okay, uh, okay. 20. Yeah. absolutely plus one if and a half you want to give me that i mean i'll do any amount you want on that but okay okay a million dollars on that Okay. <laughs> Within reason. Uh, um, okay. Uh, all right. Another bet for us. Uh, mark it down. Uh, Seahawks Nets. I'll give the Seahawks. I think Vegas will have them at seven and a half or maybe even eight because of Russell Wilson. But I'm going to give them seven. So I'm probably under on this. Okay. The over under is seven and a half. And they were my first pick in that uh, draft we had. I had took their uh-huh. under. Yeah, I really, um, man, I have them pegged for five wins. It's just that division, uh, I, I guess they're going to beat, beat up on Arizona. I do think the Rams and my Niners are, are, are pretty good. And the thing is, I just think it's a lost season, especially, I, you know what I can't get out of my head, honestly, is sitting next to Thornberry uh, in, in Vegas, and we are at that breakfast. And he's a, a Seattle guy, uh, both the homer, but I think he's also pretty truthful. And what he said is, I think they'll be respectable right around the seven wins unless Earl Thomas uh, doesn't come back. Then it's, it's all hands. It's, it's th- completely the, the flags up and they're done. And it doesn't look like there's Earl Thomas is going to play for them. I just think that team, I mean, Doug Baldwin, 80% now. I know that's that, really bad. I have a mistake oh, league too. That's team, just terrible. I just think all the signs point to this team just shut. Now, this is what happens. It's cyclical. I, Niners and Seahawks were really, really good. Not, they had two young quarterbacks who were cheap, but the Niners' contracts caught up sooner. They were really, really bad for four years now. Now, Seattle is just going to go through that same cycle. It's just as simple as that. Their contracts yeah. caught up to them in defense, and I think that team wins five, but, six games. But why doesn't that happen to the Packers, that cycle? Um, you're right. Is Russell Wilson as good as Aaron Rodgers? Maybe. He got 6.7 YPA second half last year. Maybe he stays healthy as a running guy. It's possible. Aaron, if, if Wilson that's is that I'm good. Saying. I think and, that's, where I, that's where the floor is. You know? and, oh, and, oh, I haven't even mentioned the other reason. I, I haven't even mentioned. I mean, do you know how bad Schottenheimer is? He's going to call the oh, plays. Oh, he's horrible. He's horrible. But you know what? It's like, going to be out of his hands when the defense maybe, isn't good. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you it know? is. Okay. But that's my favorite under would, would be the sure. Seahawks. Sure, you're right, that. though. Russell Wilson, if he's a, if he might be on Aaron Rodgers' level, and if he is, they'll win another ten games. Especially if they have a great home field. They won't, too. They won't win ten, but I, you know they can win nine or eight, and just on the sheer force of having you know a top three NFL quarterback, you don't Possible. you don't often go under eight 
when you have a top three NFL quarterback. That's true. That's, it is. It is a great point. I could see them coming up with an injury, or whatever, and just shutting down this season. It's going to be a lost season. Uh, Tampa Bay. Couple more. Three more. I'll go six and a half on Tampa Bay. I, it might be seven, but I'm going six and a half, and I'd probably even go under that. I think. I think the book will say six and a half, but I'll go six. I think Dirk Cutter is just a worthless sack. I don't think the defense is especially good. And I think Winston, though, I, I, the one thing is Winston was really good in the second half, and he was really sharp this preseason. And I kind of had this feeling, and remember, he got suspended, but he got suspended for something he did in 2016, groping some Uber driver. I mean, who the fuck does that? But, like, I kind of feel like this guy was a drunken idiot when he was, a, he was, like, a young guy and did some really stupid stuff. And it almost seems like he didn't, he didn't appeal the suspension, and he's been really sharp since last year when he came back from the injury. And I'm wondering whether he's not one of those knuckleheads who kind of, like, grew up. DeMarcus Cousins, remember him in the NBA? He was, like, kind of a screw-up when he just came in the league, and then he's, like, a superstar before tearing his Achilles. I don't know. Where did he land? Do you know where he landed? Whatever happened to Cousins? Did he sign anywhere? I don't know. I'm not even paying attention. Oh, oh yeah, right. The, with the Golden State Warriors, right? Exactly. I should have known. But, uh, but I just think like a bunch of these guys, like they grow up. They just, they're just not idiots anymore. And the guy's number one overall pick, crazy amounts of talent. I'm not going to say he's going to be Russell Wilson level talent, but that's the one hope for the Bucks is that Winston comes in and just lights it up. And I, I really like Winston in fantasy this year. Yeah, so I talked about Wilson getting a 6.7 YPA second half last year. Winston got 8.7. I mean, that's eye-opening. It's not right. just good. It's like elite, 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 and that's a whole half of a season. I mean, that, that's, that's to me this is – okay, I don't even think I said it. The over-under is 6.5, and, and I'm with you. The under, I haven't winning six games. But it's a stay away for me because who knows? Maybe Winston right. comes back. I, I think Winston's a wild card, but Dirk Cutter is yeah. a terrible coach. Right. Yeah, so I took the under too, but yeah. it's a stay away. So uh, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, probably like eight and a half. I think is right in the middle. Their division's tougher, but better coaching probably, as far as we know. Um, and I'll, I'll say I'm going to give them eight and a half wins. Okay, so it's eight. I have them winning six. Uh, it was my six. second, second wow. or third pick in that, in that draft. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, Matt LaFleur is like never even called plays. I mean, yeah, sure, it'll probably be better coaching, but their quarterback, he threw more interceptions and touchdowns last year. I'll tell I don't you know. what. They, what they made it? the playoffs. They made the playoffs and were outscored by 22 points. So they have to play a second-place schedule with Andrew Luck back in Houston and Jacksonville. second-place schedule in the AFC? What do you think a second-place schedule in the AFC looks like? Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's it looks okay. like, well, who was second-place? The Dolphins last year? I can't remember. The Dolphins? Chargers, uh, Chargers Ravens, and Bills. Oh, Bills were second place. So they get the Bills. Oh, what, what a punishment for finishing yeah. second place. Oh, the Ravens with Joe Flacco. That's going to be tough. And then, and then they get the Chargers who like shoot themselves in the foot. I hope it's in, in Los Angeles so they get rid of a road game. It's not even a road game. I will, it is in Los Angeles. Right. But so that's, that's, like one not, that's one like neutral field game that they get. That's yeah, supposed they'll to be go road. to Buffalo and lose, though. But all right, okay, you differ on this. Maybe Mariota is good. I've ranked him consistently lower than the rest of the fantasy community. Uh, quarterback. What, what's their line? What's the line? Seven and a half? The, uh, the, the, the line is eight. Eight. Eh. I won't bet you on that because I said eight and a half. I'm not strong on it. Okay. All right. Last one, Washington. I'll go six and a half as my line. And probably the, the official line is like seven and a half, but I'll go six and a half. Yeah, it's seven, and I have them winning seven games. So I mean, it seems right about right. I mean, how, how are you going to feel strongly on that? That seems about right, doesn't it? Just a shit organization, and oh. Alex Smith is not the answer. <laughs> I, I love that you're 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 in on the uh, on your Giants. I'm in uh, on the Giants. Yeah, we're going uh, pretty uh, 
pretty long on uh, football more than usual, but that was good stuff. All right, so we'll, we should have kept track, but uh, at least we made some some three bets uh, together. Uh, Want to run down a couple random things before we go, Liz? Uh, sure. What, what, what do you got in your mind? I have a couple things. Uh, I'm curious your opinion. Um, first, uh, before we get in the political spectrum, I want your opinion on Louis C.K., man, going back and doing stand-up. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even hear about that. I mean, I think really, it's fine. Really? You yeah, not I, heard, I'm not I like, mean, I don't pay attention to that I know shit. you don't like human interest stories or whatever, but this is pretty big news. It may be pretty big. He went on the, I forget the, the, the store he went to in New York, and he just kind of showed up and did it. Did stand up for 20 minutes without anyone knowing. And some people are like, oh, even the people, the customers, you know, but, and he didn't even address anything uh, at all. So I guess if you're unaware of this, uh, what is your, in, in, in general, what's your opinion of, you know, people such of uh, like that going back to work? I mean, I think there's a huge spectrum of all that shit that went down this last couple of years. It's been going down forever, obviously, since the dawn of time. But in the last couple of years, it's kind of come to the fore. But like, there's like straight out rapists, like Bill Cosby drugging and raping people. I mean, that's obviously almost as bad as it gets. And then, so it's just been all swept up as like one thing, like these sexual harassers and whatever. And I know, I don't know all the details of what he did. I haven't read all of it. I know a couple of them. But nothing that I saw that he did is even anywhere in the same realm as Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby or any of these guys. I mean, those are the worst of the worst. And I, I feel like there's been, it's all just been swept up into the same category. And this should be a totally different category. Bad behavior, but don't even associate it with the other thing. But of course, it's all associated. So, of course, someone like that should get a second chance. Of course, he should. He deserves criticism, and he deserves to. People should speak out against you know things he's done. And again, I haven't really reviewed all of them, but nothing that I've heard even remotely rises to the level of that Harvey Weinstein shit. Yeah, no, it, it's hard, and people. Uh, I'm actually surprised that he did come back as soon as he did. But and then the strategy of not mentioning it. What, what do you think of that? Is of him going up on stage for 20 minutes and not talking about what everyone's going to talk about afterward? I don't know. It's up to him, you know, like is, okay. is there something he has to say about it or not. If he doesn't have to say about it, what's he going to do? Right. I, I'm pretty sure he apologized. I think I read some pretty, yeah. you know, it seemed like who knows it's all in the public eye. So it could be fake, but it seemed like a heartfelt apology. I don't know. What, do you, what are your thoughts on it? No, I think it's tough. I don't. I don't know. I can see what people going so getting so worked up over it, whatnot. But sure, I mean, I I, I love this television to do? show. You're supposed I to shut up for the rest of his life. I mean, no, no, no. What, no. what, what, what would you, what would you have him do? It's up to you whether Lucy K comes back or not. Don Del Don, does he come back or does he not come back? It's up to you. Oh yeah, he, he comes. He, yeah, he, he apologizes, which he did, and then he uh, comes back and he writes uh, TV shows. And I would I would absolutely. Watch it because he's really good. That's what would happen. I, I would. That's what would happen. He would yeah. return to the workforce, and um, he's one of the best at his profession. And uh, for what he did, I do think he would, should get us uh, another chance. Yeah. What if? What if he was shitty at his profession? I think. Oh, I think that matters, right? For sure. I mean, well, obviously it matters. I well, mean, I mean, it doesn't matters. change the moral calculus. It just no. means that you're not interested in watching him because it's not Oh, yeah, no, I'm making a comment on my own. More, uh, my my own. Well, I'm just uh, saying whether like he should come. I mean, I just I just don't understand like. I understand if you like murder people, rape people, probably go to prison, and it's it's hard to live that down. It's hard to like, okay, now I'm gonna just go do stand up, or I'm gonna go play football again, or something. But right. well, I mean, other people, what he did, some people could get consider that you know flat out assault. You know, I mean, so I mean, that's that's another well, thing. We don't need to to get too too much into that. But but yes, yes, it is. Well, I mean, different. some people could consider is not really that's not the standard, right? Like some right. people could consider anything. The question is, did he do something so terrible that he can't be forgiven? And get a second chance, right? What do no, you I think? was actually making more of a more my own moral compass and and talking about ethics, being like 
yeah, it kind of does matter to me. I'm like, oh, I love his show, and I've seen him in person twice, Louis. You know, so it's like, I'm like, yeah, I actually probably does matter to me. I want him to return. I love well, Horace no, and Pete. I mean, Pete. selfishly, you, know? you want him to return because you think yeah. he's funny. But I mean, I'm I'm saying that's not really relevant to the, the no, no, of, like whether he deserves to return. But, okay, hold on. But is it relevant though? It, it, it's just. I don't know if it should be or shouldn't be, but it is relevant in the fact that it does matter. If he was not so oh, damn good at it, would they have? Right, of course. Right, okay. Obviously, it matters. Of course, so, it I mean, does. I mean, the but best I mean, stand-up. I, but it's not. But I'm saying that you know the should thing. Anyway, I, I, I I'm, right. gl- I'm glad to hear he's coming back. That's that's my reaction. Yeah, you're glad to hear he's coming back. All right, gotcha. Okay. Uh, does it matter to you that the president of the United States doesn't know how to color the flag? I don't even know what that means. I didn't pay attention to that. Well, there are pictures of Trump like with kids, and he's improperly coloring in the, the, the U.S. flag. No. Does that matter to you It does all? not okay. matter to me. I don't yeah, care right. okay. the colors are purple. To me, that okay. doesn't matter. Okay. Does it matter to you that he canceled uh, the North Korea trip uh, with, a, I think it was like a letter to Mike Pompeo that like they really wanted him to sign the peace treaty. We talked a lot about this North Korea stuff in the right. past. Um, and then we haven't yet. And it's really gone pretty bad. It's gone poorly. So like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because this really could be very, very serious what's happening right now. Yeah, I'm not of the like get panicky about everything. Like, oh no, we're going to be in a nuclear war. They're going to nuke us. Like I don't think like that. I'm not worried about that. I mean, not saying it's impossible. It's just something I don't really worry about. A, I can't control it, and B, I just think I'm not a nutless monkey. I just don't worry about shit that's like sure. so beyond my control and the information is third hand and I have no fucking idea what they're what's really going on. But I mean, obviously it's bad. I mean, it was really good. It like it seemed like they were close to some kind of resolution, and now it's bad. And it sounds like. South Korea and China and all of them are sort of playing him and moving on around him. And, you know, and maybe he did get played, you know, maybe he did get used. I mean, uh, maybe it's, it sounds bad. Yeah. It sounds yeah, like, a, no, it sounds like, a, it sounds like he took, he's got to take an L here if, if this doesn't succeed. Yeah. And he joked at the time. He's like, I probably will never admit it, but uh, I just hope whatever it's fine. If he takes the L, I just hope he doesn't do anything like rash to like create some sort of war here because there, there really is a, a concern there. Um, a couple more things. Uh, I read the, the, the David Foster Wallace uh, write-up of John McCain, and I urge everyone else to as well if you haven't. Um, maybe it's public knowledge to everyone, but it goes into detail of when he was captured and like shooting himself out of the airplane and just the, the, the injuries he suffered. And just, Can you imagine just landing in the situation he did and the, the fact he re- refused to uh, – once they found out you know, who he was, they tried to let him out. And he's like, no, no, I'm staying here in order in which we were captured, and then they broke his arm and ribs right then and there, and it, it just – just crazy, man. I, it's funny to be like, I couldn't have lasted 10 minutes, but people don't, I mean, 10 minutes, I couldn't have lasted 10 seconds like of, of something like that. So I, have you read that and you know all that? It's just, it's pretty crazy. I, I did read that. I'm never a fan of John McCain and I'm even less of a fan of the virtue signaling that's been going on all over the web about him and whitewashing so much well, of that's shit. Well, that's another question I was going to ask done. you, man. General. Sure, and, sure. Yeah, I mean, okay. Sarah Palin, you know, John McCain, he cut it kind of close. He died in 2018. What if he died in 2016? And what if he had right. won the presidency? We'd have Sarah Palin as president. Now, some people would think, well, we basically have the male version of that. But I don't agree. I think there's bad on both sides. But that guy was willing to put Sarah Palin as the, the next in line, and he was old, and he'd had some cancer and some stuff. And I feel like that's unforgivable to, be, to do that, to have done that. I mean, what a, just an idiot that she is. And so I don't really like the guy. I don't, I don't doubt that he's a heroic guy or he suffered some horrendous stuff, and he's extremely tough. I would also be a little dubious. I mean, David Foster Wallace was not there. David Foster Wallace was probably like seven years old when that was going on. So he heard that from somebody. I'm not saying it's false because it could very well be true. I'm just saying like, given all the accolades from the left, from the center, from the right, from everyone in the media, from all the virtue signals, I see these football writers talking about him 
and some of whom I muted, I was like, come on, dude. It's fine if you like John McCain. It's fine. It's fine if you did. To me, it's like, you just want people to realize that, oh, I'm a good guy. I like this guy. In the context of that, a guy that was so universally praised upon his death, you look back at the David Foster Wallace story, it's like, is that true? There's a lot of incentive for everybody to make it seem like this is the greatest person ever. All I know is a couple things that, factually speaking, he was obviously captured, he's obviously tortured, but, you know, that Sarah Palin thing, I just, I'm not sure I can get past that just to get into power. Somebody focus grouped that shit. They were like, this is the best candidate to win. Right, right. She gave him a lift immediately, like in the beginning before she imploded, but she did give them a boost. And, you know, all the warmongering and wanting to bomb Iran and wanting to, you know, vote for Iraq war, increase the troops. And, you know, to me, it's just he's a militaristic dude who, you know, I, I've heard, there are also other stories. This guy, Scott Adams, told a story that McCain, he used to vacation in Fiji, and Scott Adams was down there for some reason, and he was driving with some, like, local, I don't know if he's a cab driver or worker at the hotel who was driving him at some fancy hotel, and somehow, like, the subject of McCain came up, and the guy said, yeah, I know John McCain, believe it or not, and he's like, really? How do you know McCain? Some local Fijian guy. And the guy said, oh, yeah, well, he came by, you know, his, his wife and family stay here all the time. And, you know, we got to know him. And he said, you know, if you're ever in Arizona, come stay with us. This is not like the director of the hotel. This is just some 30-year-old, I don't know how old he was, just some random worker guy at the hotel. And the dude had occasion to come to the U.S., looked up McCain somehow, and he said, yeah, I stay with him for a week at his house. Wow. Like, he's just some random guy. He stayed at the house of John McCain. So there's no doubt the guy had some very good qualities and that, Obviously, the war hero stuff, I mean, most of it's corroborated. You know, I don't know the degree of what David Foster Wallace is saying, but obviously there's some serious heroism involved, and that's, you know, you got to acknowledge that, but whatever. I mean, that's part of it. That's part of the story. I'm not going to go suck up about it because I want people to think, oh, liking John McCain is about being American. No, it's not. Criticizing politicians, and politicians who are powerful politicians are the people that should be criticized, that should be under scrutiny, rather than sucked up to and praised universally. So I don't know. I, I, I find it a bit nauseating to see everyone clamoring to virtue signal about it. I just think everyone can think what they want, but... No, I, I can get why you're getting frustrated with the media's treatment of it, no question about it. But I do urge anyone who has not read that, go read that David Foster Wallace. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if just that segment, I thought it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, speaking of David Foster Wallace, just real quick, a couple, couple of real quick things. You know that I think it was like the Yahoo, it was like a Q&A question where you can like help uh, for like beginning writers. Like you post like, here's my, my writing, uh, whatever kids trying to get in college or whatever. And they answer with, with help. Someone posted the first uh, page of infinite jest. And if you look below, it's just hilarious. The, the, where do I begin? And just naming all kinds of grammatical errors. They think right. and infinite jest is like the best novel of the past 30 years or whatever. And it's just yeah. hilarious. Google like infinite jest and like, I think it's like Yahoo Q and A or something, but but that's really great. And then the other thing about Palin, it reminded me the show that I'm telling everyone to watch. You know, my, my Sasha Baron Cohen show actually did not air the Palin footage. He he deemed it uh, I don't know not funny enough, but I find that crazy to believe because he aired some pretty absurd uh, skits. But Palin went on record being like I was duped by him and all this stuff. And if she hadn't have said that, no one would, would have even known. But the finale just aired this last weekend, and oh man, at the end, uh, O.J. Simpson's on it in a hidden camera. And he, and he claims that he's some middleman for some like huge iron chic guy. And he's going to pay him like a million dollars if he tells him while he uh, w- if he tells him what really happened with with his, with his wife. Right, while this right. chic guy's having sex with a prostitute is if you tell him while he pay you a million dollars while this happens. But anyway, there's hidden cameras and he tells him that, he, hey, OJ, we're real lady killers. And they're giving yeah. you high fives. It's uh, anyway, it's a uh, it's a it's a must watch. But 
that's all I got for the you. Juice. Than, it's always good to finish with the juice. Yeah. Uh, other than other thing, I wanted to too bring soon, up man. To too soon. Is, is I too wanted soon. you to uh, well tell Sasha Baron Cohen that um, tell uh, that's uh, the finale too. He said he's not doing it again, which makes sense considering he got a few pe- people fired. But Elizabeth Jennings, I wanted you to talk about. I heard that you're getting caught up on the Americans, yeah. and uh, you have a strong take on this character. Well, I just think it's funny because I don't know if you guys watch the Americans. I'm still got a, three more episodes. I'll probably watch one tonight after this. And really, not since Jack Bauer in 24 has a human being gone through more stressful situations in a short period of time than Elizabeth Jennings. I mean, it is like she, you know, I'll just say some things that aren't really spoilers, but like just caring for that woman dying of cancer that she's under medicating to keep alive so she can keep spying on her husband. That shit while she's vomiting blood and in agonizing pain would like break most people. Just having to like torture that woman every day. And that's like the seventh worst thing she has to do in a given day. I mean, it is... She goes from job to job. She's working five jobs. She's like a person working five jobs, and each job is worse than the next. It's Brutal. unbelievable. And she's like, yeah, sorry, I got to go. She gets home with her husband after an incredibly gruesome trip to Chicago. And then she's like, I got to go, go to work right now. And again, it's the next thing she has to do is crazier than the last. And it's, that's the only part that's a little far-fetched, but I'm really enjoying it and uh, excited to see what happens. But don't tell me anything. I, I don't like spoilers. Yeah, I won't. Other than one, there's one scene. Uh, I think the last episode of the last. Uh, don't, don't, sorry, yeah, don't say anything. Don't even say anything. Fantastic. Just, don't just say one anything. of the greatest scenes. Good or bad, I don't want to know. Just shh, all right. Enough. All right. Enough. Well, that's all I got for your list. I dominated you in the over under game. One sixty bucks off you. So uh, yeah, next week we'll be uh, talking super contest. We signed up. We're officially the nutless monkey. Nice. That's perfect. our. I, oh, I would like nutless monkeys, plural. I know. I said that, but I don't think a guy would Fucking did that. Idiots but, you well, have working for you. Jesus I know, Christ. I know. I know. I know anyway. I bet. All right, man. We'll see what happens. Right, Things that didn't age well is going to be your statement that you just won 60 bucks. We'll have to revisit that at the end of the year. All right, man. All right, later, All right. List. Take it easy, dude. It's a long podcast. Yeah. You're listening to, uh, what, what are we listening to? Real Man Wood podcast. And if you want to sign up for Rotowire, you can check it out at rotowire.com slash pod. You can also rate this podcast on iTunes. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, later.